Hello, and welcome to UK Life Abroad. My name is Andre, and I am joined by my co-hosts Alexa and Nathan. Um, in this week's episode, we'll be talking about the reform of the church calendar in Ukraine. This and more on Zakhrodonia Ukrainsi, the podcast for all things Ukrainian. So, in the news recently, you might have heard that the Orthodox Church of Ukraine has just changed um, its church calendar from the Julian calendar over to the new Julian calendar. So it's not only just the Orthodox Church in Ukraine, it's also the Greek Catholic churches and the Protestants, as well as some of the other um, apostolic and um, dioceses in Ukraine as well. So um, we'll explain later what the new, uh, the revised Julian calendar is, but um, the general gist of it is that um, all permanent holidays, so holidays that don't uh, change year on year, have been shifted forward 13 days, while um, all the unfixed days, such as um, Easter, have remained the same. So in simple terms, what you're saying is that Christmas is now the 25th of December in Ukraine? Yes. While Easter remains a floating holiday. Yes. So just a general overview of the progression to where we are now is that um, when we uh, when the Orthodox Church of Ukraine became united in Ukraine, uh, so with the uh, cave patriarch, the Avtokafalna Church, as well as some of the Moscow patriarch um, formed the church, um, with the new Metropolitan Epiphany, um, he said in December of 2020 that the change in date in Ukraine is possible after both churches in reference to the Greek Catholic Church and the uh, believers are ready for this decision to be made and to move the calendar over. And he said that um, within the roughly next 10 years, Ukrainians would be ready for this transition. And Archbishop Sviatoslav of the Greek Catholic Church in Ukraine, um, he's also in support of swapping the days over as well at um, roughly the same time he said it, as Epiphanyev did, and that once the Orthodox Church uh, moves over, the Ukrainian Church, the, the Greek Catholic Church will also change as well. Yeah, he said that um, if about 70% of support was for the decision, they could move forward. Apparently, it turned out that there was actually almost 90% in every diocese that wanted the change. Which I think sort of brings the question, why are there two dates for Easter and Christmas and all this other stuff? So do you want to take us into that a bit, Andre? Oh, Nathan. Uh, yeah, sure. So in the church, we actually have, as Andre mentioned, we have two types of um, feasts or celebrations. We have movable and we have fixed ones. So the fixed ones, as the name suggests, suggests um, they have a reoccurring date throughout the year. So, for example, that's stuff like Christmas, where it is always going to be on, in our case, the 7th, and or in the Roman Catholic calendar, it was on the, uh, the 25th. That does not change depending on when the, um, or depending from year to year. Um, the other one are the movable ones, and these ones are based around Easter. So the Ukraine Catholic Church, um, the Eparchy in Australia actually released a statement 
And um, part of it included uh, some examples of what are some of these movable holidays. So these are things like uh, the Ascension, the Descent of the Holy Spirit, and there are 32 Sundays after the, after the Descent of the Holy Spirit. They are all dependent upon when Easter is being celebrated. So these are the ones, um, when they're based around Easter, it's actually because they focus around the lunar cycle rather than the solar cycle, which is what the fixed ones look um, or are based around. So the reason, if we dive a little bit deeper into why there's actually lunar versus solar, um, I found this interesting article by Slate, and they were talking about why some feasts are movable. And they had the best answer to this. In their second paragraph, it says, because the church said so in AD 325. <laughs> I mean, that's referencing the Council of Nicaea. Nicaea. Yeah, so when they, they dive a little deeper into it, they said that... Um, the date of Easter is determined according to the lunar calendar, while the date of Christmas is fixed on the solar calendar. Before 325, there was no official celebration of the birth of Christ, and Easter was celebrated by some Christians on Passover, which was also a lunar holiday, and by others on the following Sunday after Passover. So the rationale was that Christ's last supper took place on or around Passover, and then he was crucified on a Friday and the festival of Easter celebrates his resurrection two days later. So they knew it was around Passover, and they knew it had to be on a Friday. So then in 325, the church officials at the Council of Nicaea, they formalized the date of Easter because they wanted to try and get all the Christians to celebrate it on the same date. So from then on, it was attached to the lunar calendar, like Passover was, and it was celebrated using this... Um, <laughs> rationale, or this is how they work it out, it's celebrated on the Sunday following the first full moon that occurs after March the 21st. And that's how they work out when Easter is going to be. Because um, that's like the winter... No, it's like... That's the, the start of spring. Yeah, start of spring. There we go. Yeah. So that's why that date based on the lunar calendar is going to change from year to year. Whereas the solar... Um, the dates in the solar calendar, for example, um, Christmas... They decided at the same council that it was going to be um, the 25th of December because Christ's birth is not mentioned in the Bible and there's been lots of different questions about when it was and the Pope five years before this council um, signed a proclamation um, establ establishing an unambiguous date for the celebration. So they said it's going to be September 25th, uh, December 25th, sorry, and they stuck with that. So that's why we have the movable and fixed. One's based on solar and one's based on the lunar timetable. Now, the next sort of question as to why two dates exist sort of goes, um, skips forward in time. And again, it's related to Easter, why um, two sort of dates exist and why, it's, and, Chris and why Christmas was celebrated on different dates and all that. And that was because um, by the 1500s, the papacy had recognized that the calendar was drifting and it, um, Easter wasn't being celebrated at the correct time. And they found that um, it had started drifting by, I think, a few weeks by the time they figured it out. And so if they allowed it to continue, they would run the situation of Easter potentially falling at the same time as Christmas, mm -hmm. which doesn't make <laughs> sense. So um, what they did is um, in 1582, uh, Pope Gregory XVIII published a papal bull which instituted what is now known as the Gregorian calendar. And basically what the Gregorian calendar did is it corrected a few astronomical inaccuracies in the Julian calendar <coughs> and um, the world, according to the 
according to this calendar, then skip 10 days forward. Um, and so uh, modern science has obviously been able to provide a more articulation of this. So everyone knows that the year is 365.25 days-ish. Um, under the Julian calendar, um, they were slightly off. And so um, it, this is where we get into fun decimals. The Julian calendar calculated the Earth's rotation around the sun to take 365.2422 days. <laughs> so you can see, even though it's, you know, in in our minds, it's a small error, like not a, it's a small rounding error over hundreds of years, it led to a 10-day difference. Yeah. Um, the Gregorian calendar corrected this slightly, and it is now 365.2425 days. So, even though the Gregorian calendar is more accurate, it doesn't fully fix the issues of calculating it, but it's pretty good. Um, so, when the Gregorian calendar was first announced, it was very controversial. And, for example, this was during the Protestant Reformation. And so, many Protestant countries refused to accept the Gregorian calendar. And it took a few hundred years for sort of Europe to start accepting it. Um, so, guess when the last country in Europe swapped to the Gregorian calendar for civil purposes? I know this, so Andre, you do it. Okay. <laughs> so, I know... The Russian Empire still used it, and so uh, they ended up rocking late to the Olympics, I think, um, by like a week or whatever, or two. Uh, so I remember that. So it, it's not too long ago. I think it was like at least 1920. Yeah, well, Russia wasn't the last. Russia was the Soviet Union wasn't the last country to change the calendar. Wasn't it the... Greece changed calendars in 1923 for civil purposes. It's actually exactly 100 years as yeah. of this year. Oh, yeah, so I said 1920. This was pretty close. Yeah, not um, three years off. Not Greece. <laughs> no, I don't get the Greece. Um, other fun countries. Japan started using the Gregorian calendar in 1873. Um, Korea in 1896. Guess what the most recent country was to officially start using the Gregorian calendar for its civil purposes? pretty sure i've heard this but is it saudi arabia yes 2016 saudi arabia officially decided that they were going to use the gregorian calendar for its civil life so what were they using before like their some own? arabic calendar okay so lots of countries have their own traditional calendar so i know india has like a national calendar so does bangladesh pakistan yeah and all that but saudi arabia for in 2016 only started using the worldwide calendar um which then so, this whole change basically means that both the Ukrainian Greek Catholic and the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, for all intents and purposes, for fixed days of the year, will now celebrate Christmas on the same day as everyone else. However, the revised Julian calendar that they've swapped to still maintains the traditional calculation for Easter, which is why... Ukrainian Orthodox churches and Ukrainian Greek Catholic churches will continue to celebrate Easter on a separate day. So, besides, you know, bringing Christmas into line with the rest of the world, there's obviously a, a big elephant in the room that we haven't mentioned. And I think, Andri, do you want to take us into why Ukraine moving to celebrate Christmas on the 25th of December is such a big thing? Yeah. 
So, um, it was actually uh, the previous president, Petro Poroshenko, who um, pretty much, I mean, I'd say, gave it that start because he made um, the Gregorian um, Christmas calendar, so December 25th, a public holiday in Ukraine. So now in Ukraine, there were technically two public holidays for Christmas, the 25th and the 7th. It was really oh, weird. I was in Ukraine the year it happened. Everyone was confused what to do on the 25th, but it was great. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. did they do? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, so I think <laughs> it, just like, the majority, off, it was nice. It, it was more for the other churches that had already, like, that used the Gregorian calendar at the time. So, like, the actual, like, Catholic, like, the Roman Catholic Church, right? Even though they're not, like, a large church, they run off it. But, um, yeah, so I'd say that's when the ball started moving. And... Um, there was a survey done uh, at the end of 2021, um, and the question was, um, do you support the idea of moving Christmas from January 7th to December 25th? And 58% of respondents were against it, 15 uh, did not care. Um, however, over the past five years, um, those who have opposed the change of date um, has actually decreased, and now with the whole invasion of Russia invading Ukraine, um, this has completely swapped everything over. So, um, in November, uh, so in 2022, on November 20th to the 21st, a partial majority of Ukrainians supported the idea of postponing the celebration of Christmas to December 25th, um, where 44% of Ukrainians supported it, 31 were against, and 23 were indifferent to the question. So, there was another survey done, uh, launched on Dia, which is their government app, and it asked pretty much the same question. That's pretty cool, though, that they did a whole survey on Dia, considering... Well, like, it's pretty cool, because most people in Ukraine have access to this government website. So it's, like, almost an informal plebiscite. Yeah, yeah. And so, in the end, almost 60% of Ukrainians preferred Christmas on December 25th and 25 only on January 7th. And 13 were ready to celebrate birthdays, which was uh, sort of surprising in a sense that people still wanted to celebrate celebrate both. But um, in general, the whole uh, push or this final push um, was just because of this invasion. But um, what I said earlier where um, Epifanyov and Sviatoslav, uh, heads of their respective churches, were pretty much saying that within 10 years we were going to move the dates anyway. Just, it would have taken longer, that was all. Yeah. Yeah, Kiev Post mentioned that it's, like, indicative of a trend that um, Ukrainian Christians want to move away from the influence of Moscow because it's Moscow's had control over Ukrainian religious affairs for centuries, apparently, according to Kiev Post. So, mm. yeah. Which sort of brings in us to the little teaser that Andre mentioned at the start with Australia going even further than some parts of Ukraine. So do you want to take us through that, Nate? Oh, if you want, I can actually read. This is uh, the decree by our Bishop McCullough here in, um, in Australia. And he has said, <clears throat> I hereby declare that for the good of souls, the eparchy of St. Peter's and Paul will adopt the Gregorian calendar for both movable and immovable feasts. So like, oh, sorry. From the first day of September 2023. Which is the start of the church calendar. Yes. Like in, that's why. Yeah. So when we mentioned before that um, 
it will be changing of the fixed times and that the movable times in Ukraine will be still staying on the, the calendar as it is. Here in Australia, we've decided to go all out and uh, we're doing both movable and immovable feasts. Which makes the Ukrainian Catholic eparchy of Australia, I think the only Ukrainian eparchy in the world that celebrates all its holidays mm. according to the Gregorian calendar. Like which the there are... No, I wouldn't say rumours, but there is talk of apparently both Ukrainian, Greek Catholic and Orthodox churches swapping completely to the Gregorian calendar. But I don't know if that's like how far that will happen, because I think for the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, they're in the place where the Greek Orthodox are, mm-hmm. yeah. where, you know, the Greek Orthodox celebrate Christmas on the 25th, but very much maintain their calculation of Easter. Yeah, so like you mentioned before, where um, this move would put the um, Easter, for example, for the um, Ukrainian Catholic Church in Ukraine, it would put it in line with the Orthodox Church still in Greece. That's not going to happen here in Australia. We're going to have a different... The Orthodox Church here is going to have a completely different date for Easter than our Catholic yeah. Church. So, yeah. I, I sort of get it in that, like... Um, our bishop in Australia, he wants to be closer with um, all the other bishops um, in the Australian Bishop Council, I think it is, or something along those lines. That whole council in Australia for, for bishops. And just being well, in the same days sort of brings them closer together. And I, I sort of get that, but I feel like it also um, separates us from the rest of um, the religious believers in Ukraine. And that now, like, when you're talking to family, you're going to be saying, like, Christos Voskas, um, like, four weeks before <laughs> uh, and you, before they actually celebrate in Ukraine. So now, like, Easter's completely different. So, um, I know there might be a bit of a rift, but like Alexa mentioned, um, most likely they might continue moving on, but I don't think that will be anytime soon. That being said, does that mean our Easter falls on our Easter public holiday here? Yes. yes. See? Win-win. Win-win <laughs> <laughs> um, diplomacy. Um, I think in general, um, like it's a very interesting time in Ukraine because obviously all these processes before would have taken probably generations to occur mm. if it wasn't for Russia's invasion and in a sense... Putin has become not only the biggest unifier of Ukrainian nationalists, but he's also become the big, like he's become a mover of reforms in Ukraine's religious life. Because I think if it wasn't for this war, this would have been very much an issue that would have been just kicked down the can, and you would have had the situation that sort of exists in Canada, where certain parishes celebrate according to the julian calendar some celebrate the revised julian calendar and some who are on the gregorian calendar Mm -hmm. are now officially the entire ukrainian church with the exception of australia now celebrates christmas on the 25th and easter per the old calculation i do want to mention earlier um so before um i think it was at the end of last year um when when Russia was doing a lot of bombing um, during the winter and pretty much trying to force Ukrainians to give up because of the weather and stuff, um, they actually the Orthodox Church in Ukraine actually 
let parishes choose to celebrate Christmas on the 25th or continue to celebrate on the 7th, as well as um, blessing new parishes and stuff on uh, with the new calendar, with the revised Julian calendar. So, um, yeah, I think a couple months it would have it changed from being you're allowed to do both on certain days and like uh, pretty much on a case-by-case basis, but then um, completely shifting over to this new calendar. Um, it was a very quick step, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Celtic Love actually has a quote here that they've used, um, the Archdiocese of Oceania used. They said, he said, let's not be afraid of changes. We so want our Ukraine to be different. We say that it should become better than it was before the war, and this means that we must change first. Therefore, let's change. Let's take this step in trust in your mother church, in particular when it comes to certain changes in our liturgical church life. So, I mean, he's trying to encourage everyone to you know, embrace the change, but I think it's also important to remember that the theology doesn't change just because the calendar changes. Like, our church is still the same. It's just we're doing the, the same things on different dates and dates change like you mentioned the, they allowed people to celebrate at different times um during the war the date doesn't overly matter as in my opinion as long as the um theology doesn't change and it doesn't just because you celebrate it on a different day yeah so why do you think there are people that are so against the move mm. i sort of feel that like just because it's been like that for so long it would be like one of the main reasons why and people are like so it's hard to explain but like people understand what the seventh means mm-hmm. for them it's tradition and, for them yeah yeah and they just understand what the 25th is all about it's i'd say it's different for people outside of ukraine where um say like in america and canada in france england um they all celebrate the 25th and it makes sense to those Ukrainians there because they see it happening around and then like two weeks later you end up celebrating your own Christmas. But I think that's one of the main reasons. I'd say the biggest thing why people might be a bit afraid of this decision is that I think for some it's sort of in their eyes a loss of identity because, you know, they've always grown up knowing that Ukrainian holidays are sort of more separate and in their eyes unique. Which is why I think some parts of the diaspora have sort of struggled mm. with this, because obviously, as you know, the diaspora um, gets more and more mixed marriages. I think many saw the holidays being on a different date as a way that they could focus their families onto more Ukrainian parts of their heritage. Yeah, but the- but I think. Like you said, Nathan, it's as long as the theology is all the same, it shouldn't matter what day you celebrate it on. Yeah, true. I actually agree because I believe that we have like, we're kind of in a niche section where we are following Orthodox calendars and yet we're not Orthodox. We can say, oh, no, 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 we're actually not Orthodox, but yet we follow the Orthodox calendars. So we're Catholics without following the Catholic calendar, but we do the Orthodox stuff without actually using the Orthodox theology. So we've got this like kind of like cool little identity that we've got because we're in this like kind of middle ground between the two. And like you said, people might feel, oh, we're losing that, you know, uniqueness of our religion. But what's more important, the uniqueness of our religion or the actual theology and the practice? I actually think when you say that we, if we actually have like um, 
people sell like if they use that as a way to kind of reinforce their Ukrainianness by celebrating on a different date, it actually could be beneficial to celebrate it on the same date because you're like on 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 Easter as it would be here for everyone else, we're also celebrating Ukrainian Easter. So it would kind of mean that for those people who are you know who have uh, married non-Ukrainians their Easter would need to include a Ukrainian element to it if they're going to celebrate Easter as Ukrainians. So I think it's it's a way to kind of merge it and bring it into the more mainstream Easter here. Okay. One thing I would like to mention um, is that maybe like another reason why people are afraid to swap over is because they feel like they don't, it's becoming too Catholic or like too um, Western. Papally? Yeah, pretty much. But, like, if you look at it, um, half the church, half the Orthodox churches actually follow um, the revised Julian calendar. It's only um, it's only a couple of them. I believe it's um, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church, the Serbian Orthodox Church, the Macedonian Orthodox Church, the um, Georgian Orthodox Church, and the Greek Orthodox Patriarch of Jerusalem. They're the only ones that don't uh, that don't follow the revised Julian calendar. So, like, so in a sense, Ukraine by following the Julian calendar was an outlier, even in the Orthodox world, because most of the Orthodox world had moved across. Yeah. So, in essence, yeah, it's just bringing Ukraine into line with not only the Western world, but like theologically with the rest of the um, Orthodox. Well, like Christian world, and as both I think Sviatoslav and Epiphany said, um, it's just an astronomical calculation mm-hmm. in the end. Yep. So, um, September first, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs>